This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stoney's Brewing, the official beer of social distancing. Crack a Stoney's, pure, honest beer. Today, we are happy to have a football player who played in the NFL, the AAF, and currently in the XFL, former linebacker of the Pittsburgh Steelers and current linebacker of the Seattle Dragons, Steven Johnson. Stevie, how are you currently handling this madness, man? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, right now, that our season, you know, got you know, halted and uh, canceled because of the virus. Um, you know, number one, first and foremost, just making sure that, you know, I'm staying healthy, um, you know, spending time with family and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm still training and making sure that, you know, I'm sharp because, you know, if a team calls, I got to be ready to go. And you're a training machine, man, because it seems like your entire career, um, you know, people are saying you can't do stuff and you just keep rolling and you keep making teams and you keep playing the, the, the sport that you love and you keep excelling. So we're really happy to have you oh, obviously, yeah. obviously and be able to talk to you about it. So, um, so currently oh, yes, where, where you hold, where you hold up right now? Um, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm actually down here I'm training. Yeah. Um, just been living down here for the past few years and this is where I, uh, I've been training ever since. I want to say my second year in the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, I will come here in the off season and you know train and probably one of the best trainers in the in the world and in this football you know atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it puts you through a lot of rigorous workouts, so it gives me to the best of my abilities each and every year. That's great. And what's the name of your trainer and the training organization that you're at? Um, his name is Ronnie Braxton, but he goes by Real Truth. Nice. Um, so if you ever hear ever hear somebody saying Real Truth out there. Um, that's him. Yep, yes, sir. And if you're getting results, that's got to be the real truth, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. I train with a lot of different Pro Bowl guys from Chris Harris to mm-hmm. AJ Bouye, mm. Bradley Roby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're all corners and defensive backs. So, um, Keith Talib, uh, Mo Claiborne, Brandon Carr. Like, it's a whole bunch of DBs out here. And, you know, that's pretty much what linebackers are these days. They're just DBs in the box. So that is cool. That's what I try to, you know, make myself out to be. Nice. Nice. Well, I want Steeler Nation to basically know all about you. So I do a lot of research when we do interviews uh, and stuff like that. And it was, I was happy to see, too, that you're a Pennsylvania-born uh, guy. At least you started playing um, uh, football uh, for high school. You're in PA. You're in the southeastern corner just between – uh, Philly and uh, Wilmington. So, uh, tell Steeler yep. fans uh, exactly what it was like growing up in that area. What your high school experience was? Um, growing up in that area was really cool. Um, you know, my high school is known was known as a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Strathaven High School. We had um, nice. big, big time players coming out of there. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Hannum uh, was a wide receiver who went to Penn State. Nice. Uh, Dan Connor was an all-state linebacker who went to Penn State as well, played the league for six years. Nice. Um, you guys know Mark Herzlich. Um, he actually went to a neighboring high school, Conestoga. Um, he also played in the, uh, in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we just, I guess that area is just breeded athletes. I mean, of course, you guys know Kobe Bryant is from yeah. that area as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we had a lot of athletes that come out of the area, but I went to Strathaven High School, and that's in Wallingford, Pennsylvania. And from there, um, you know, I was, I was a really good football player uh, growing up. Started playing football when I was five years old. And what positions um, were you playing? Another. What positions were you playing there at Strathford then? Um, I was always a running back and a linebacker. Nice. Now, I started to dabble with a little bit of corner and safety, but mm-hmm. uh, I was quickly moved back inside. So <laughs> I went back to my linebacker position and 
Um, by the time my senior year rolled around, I only started um, high school one year, but by the time that rolled around, mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, um, an all-state player, and I led the state in tackles. And, yeah, that's... You know, all county and stuff like that. So, that's that's yeah. a really neat story. Yeah, I was researching that because it seemed like early on, I mean, you loved the game of football, you weren't getting some playing time, and then you hit your senior year and you blew up. Like really blew up, like oh, yeah. like like you're saying, you're getting all state recognition and uh, and playing in great games. And, and what what was the biggest onus then? I guess that happened. Did you hit a growth spurt? Did just things click for you, or what happened? Well, you know, if I if I was to be honest, mm-hmm. a lot of things happened to me. But I always tell people um, that was um, the summer going on into my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I completely um, tried to make a change in my life. Yeah. Um, according to my faith, you know, I just oh. truly, um, you know, gave my life to God. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, everything just turned around. So you want to talk about growth spurt? I went from like five, like five ten to six foot. Mm-hmm. I gained. I went from one eighty to two hundred five. Mm-hmm. So everything just kind of clicked, yeah. you know, at that moment in time. Um, for some reason, I got, I got faster. I got stronger. <laughs> You know, and everything just clicked. You know, my senior year, mm-hmm. I went out there and I put on a show. Nice. Um, and it was been trying to get to a D1 college. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then you ended up, um, so first, before we move on to your college experience, um, when you were in that area, was there a team that you rooted for then in the league? Were you an Eagles fan since it was the close team, or did you root for somebody else? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I was a diehard Eagles fan. Oh, you cool. couldn't tell me anything different. Yeah. <laughs> that's <now>. great. <laughs> That's great. I know that yeah. there's. I've got so many friends because I lived in the Philadelphia area for 13 years. I was in Langhorn, just north of the city, and oh, Langhorn, yeah, yeah, yeah I know exactly where that is. <laughs> so nothing. That's when it's in the Shamanies up there. You got yeah. it, man. That's exactly where we were, <laughs> and they got a good pro- football program too, which is why you know it. So that's uh, yeah, they are. Oh yeah, yeah, really, really good football program there. Um, so, but for all of my diehard. Eagles fans, I mean, it was such a cathartic experience to see them win a Super Bowl and get that monkey off their back and really celebrate, you know, the the team that they love. And then I know as you growing up an Eagles fan, that had to that had to be just a really neat thing to to observe as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Sure. So moving on then, you ended up going to Wyoming Seminary um in mm-hmm. two thousand and eight. So what was your decision then to go on out to Wyoming? So I went to Wyoming Seminary because uh, coming out of high school, you know, I had a really good senior year, but a lot of college coaches weren't willing to take the chance on me because mm-hmm. they hadn't inquired about me in my junior year. So I was yeah. getting a lot of Division two offers. Okay. Um, you know, uh, very few one double A's. Like Villanova barely wanted me. Like they were uh, thinking about it. Delaware, yeah. Delaware didn't really want to talk to me either. Oh. Um, so I was like, man, I, I don't really want to go there. I want to play D1. So I went to prep school. Yeah. Um, and was doing super well there. Yeah. Um, probably played five games and I don't know how many tackles. I probably had like 50 something tackles. I had like four touchdowns. Yep. A couple of interceptions. Like I was all over the place and then I blew out my knee. Oh gosh! I blew out my knee really bad. And that was a, yeah, um, that was a thing, multiple. That was a big injury too. Like you did multiple ligaments and oh, stuff yeah. on that injury, right? Yep. Oh my yeah, gosh. and I heard it playing offense. And mm. um, good thing before I heard it, I had two offers. One was from Georgia Tech, and one was from Kansas. Uh-huh. Um, and when I when I ended up hurting myself, they just pulled the offers. And oh. They kind of just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, and that's sad because evidently, I mean, you ended up going to Kansas, um, Kansas State, yeah. though, right? Was that the was that the same one, or was it Kansas University you went to? No, Kansas University of Kansas. University of Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Cannot get that get that confused. <laughs> so that's great, man. So then, so you did have that relationship with them. So then you finally reached back out to them, and they let you walk on. Well, what was what was going on is every school that I was talking to pretty much stopped talking to me. Okay. Um, I was um, kind of uh, talking to Colgate University, a lot of double A's. Mm-hmm. Um, Villanova once again was looking at me, but I didn't want to go to Villanova. I wanted to play big time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when he came to Kansas, I sent this long letter out. Mm-hmm. You know, I reached out to their on-campus coordinator. His name was Rajiv Hussain. I reached out to him and I... Uh-huh. I was just like, man, I don't have anywhere to go to school. These are my stats. Like, I'm begging for a chance to come out there and play. Mm. And then um, one of their uh, their running backs coach, a guy recruiting me, his name is Tim Beck. Okay. He um, actually reached out to me and was like, hey, man, do you have anywhere to go to school? And I said, no. 
And he was like, well, you know, we kind of want you to come here and walk on. And I was like, what? So <laughs> you have to tell me twice. That was all I needed was, you know, a slither yeah. uh, of an open window or an open door. You know, I was going to take my shot. Yeah. So that's what I did. Cool. So let, let's start talking about your uh, college experience, too, because, like, you, it's just like, you know, you have to start over in a new place. Uh, obviously, you're playing some oh, yeah. special teams starting up, and then eventually uh, you start catching the, the, the coach's eyes and you're offered a scholarship. So uh, talk about what that was mm-hmm. like. Well, that was hard. Uh, you know, walking on to a Division one football team, that's, that's tough. It was the first time I ever really thought about, like, quitting football. I never really oh, thought wow. about it that much, but yeah. workouts were so hard, and I didn't know what a Division one football player entailed. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I you know went through a little struggle period, but I quickly um, I was like, you know what, I'm not quitting football like that ain't me, <laughs> um, and I just had to kind of just get through it, yeah. and push through it, and work hard, and it really kind of built who I am today, mm-hmm. where my work ethic comes from. But um, that was tough, you know. I um I, almost, I ran out of money oh, um, wow. more than once. Yeah. I was sleeping on uh, actually my teammates' couch. I was sleeping on Chris mm-hmm. Harris Jr., uh, the cornerback who just signed for. You know, charges. I was sleeping oh. on his couch for a semester. Wow. Um, and that was funny because that household that we were in, mm-hmm. that was me, Chris, and Daryl Stuckey who played in the league for oh, about yeah. six years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of NFL guys <laughs> in that household, but, um, I was the guy sleeping on the couch. Um, oh. I remember one semester, one of my teammates, I was sleeping on a mattress, um, in his, I guess, in his apartment in mm-hmm. the corner in the living room. Oh, wow. Just kind of like buy, you know, find different ways to kind of stay in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got super tough. Um, and my dad had called and was like, hey, man, like, we, we can't really do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap, you know. And, and I began to get, you know, down on myself. And I started to say my goodbyes. Yeah. Um, and then when that happened, we had uh, we had class the first day. Usually when um, you have class the first day, mm-hmm. Um, of the semester of the new fall semester, mm-hmm. um, that's when they give out scholarships. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? I don't think nothing's gonna happen, but let me just kind of go to class and go to practice and you know see what happens. So yeah, this experience and experience one more time, and mm-hmm. I went to practice. I acted like everything was fine, and you know, Coach Magino came up to me right before practice. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, we're going to offer you a scholarship oh, to stay here. And I was like, what? Like, this is literally as we are warming up. Oh, and wow. I kind of, I had no idea. And I, uh, I'm warming up and I kind of like took a step back and started to cry. Because, oh. <laughs> you know, everything was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can stay in school. Like, I don't, like, I, and, and I was like, well, does that mean I get to live in the dorms with, with the athletes? Like, I don't have to stay in these regular guns with the regular kids or, uh-huh. you know, sleep on my teammates' floors and stuff like that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're good. You get me on meal plans and everything. Oh. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. So literally right there in that oh. practice, I kind of broke down right before warm-ups, and then mm. everybody was, like, cheering me on or whatever. And that was huge because usually they only give walk-ons um, scholarships who are about to graduate because yeah. the coach would get a bonus by having a scholarship athletes graduate but me i was only a sophomore on the field wow. you know so yeah. i you know legit earned my scholarship by my play mm. um and that was that was a blessing in disguise and right there when i got that scholarship i knew that you know god had more for me and i just had to keep going so that was a pretty cool day that's that's a beautiful story man thank you so much for sharing that man because a lot of people oh, yeah. it's like you don't understand how personal these stories are when you're doing the research, but man, that's it meant so mm-hmm. much to you to be able to get that scholarship then. And now you, now you can concentrate on your schoolwork. Now you can ch- concentrate on your football. You don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, definitely. And you yeah, just, that was a huge day, man. I'll never forget it. <laughs> that's great, man. And then obviously like you started doing great on the football field. You started racking up tons of tackles, making tons of plays your junior and senior mm-hmm. years. Um, even ended up making the uh, the, the uh, East-West Shrine game then in your senior season. Uh, talk to us how yeah. what, what that was experience was like too. Um, that was cool, you, you know. So my after my after I got my scholarship my sophomore year, um, Mark Mangino was probably one of the toughest uh, coaches I probably ever had. Mm-hmm. Just by how uh, I'm gonna say maybe verbally abusive or just demanding <laughs> he was, it was kind of military. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But as soon as I got my scholarship, you know, I always thanked him for that, but he was fired and Turner Gill came in. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I became a two-year starter. So uh-huh. being a two-year starter for Turner Gill, that's when, you know, I was a team captain and I led the big 12 in tackles and did all those things. Wow. Um, and then going to the East West Shrine game, I'll never forget. I get there in Orlando, Florida, or I forget where it was in Florida somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I walk into this room and Mark Mangino was one of the coaches, and literally my heart dropped to the floor. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I never thought I would see this dude again, but, yeah. you know, I did. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to kind of ignore him, and I'm just going to go do what I know how to do. Yeah. Um, but that whole experience was pretty good. Um, I was out there. I met some uh, great linebackers, mm-hmm. uh, like Brandon Marshall. Yeah. I'm not necessarily playing right now, and Tank Carter. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Cadu, who... Um, didn't really play that uh, long in the league, but mm-hmm. I played against some good guys like Alfred Morris and, you know, guys who been stuck in the league for a long time. And that whole experience was pretty good because I was like, it told me that I was like, look, I could play in this league and yeah. dominate. Like, that's yeah. just kind of the, um, you know, the mentality that I had with going into, you know, the NFL out of the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to get drafted, of course. You yeah. know, I thought yeah. I was, you know, one of the, you know, bigger name guys gonna get drafted maybe like fifth or sixth round, but yeah. ended up going undrafted, and that yeah. was another you know shocker. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, because gonna go. you Let's also see. you also <laughs> went to the um the the uh, combine though, true, right? Oh yeah, I went to the combine. Mm-hmm. The combine was cool, but it was it was a lot. And I actually yeah. um I got really sick at the combine. Oh wow! I had like five five MRIs, and I ended oh. up getting super sick. I don't know how, but yeah. when I went to bed, so like, I felt weak as crap. And I only did sixteen, um, and then my forty. Um, a couple when I ran my forty, mm-hmm. a Dallas Cowboys guy was right there at the finish line. He told me I ran a four five nine. Oh, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I texted my dad and asked him what I ran on TV. Yeah. And they said like a four six five, and I was like, ah, oh. yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then I ran again, you know, I ran like a four or seven, something like that. But yeah. somehow my 40 average was like a four or seven, eight. I'm like, well, I've never, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I was also at the combine with a lot of <laughs> great line. I was there with Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner and yeah. Danny Chavetta and Devontae David. Like, mm-hmm. those are linebackers who, you know, were, were really good linebackers and, you know, kind of still playing today. Yeah. Um, other than Luke Keekley because yeah. he retired. But, yeah, that was um, big. That was big news. I looked... Oh, yeah. Well, when I look at myself in that group, I was like, man, I can play just as good as any of these dudes. Nobody just really knows me. Yeah. You know? Even Michael Kendricks. He was my – Michael Kendricks was my roommate at the time. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I felt like I could play with any of those guys and, and dominate. Yeah. And, but, yeah, you're right, though. Even you went through the, the combine, you didn't get drafted, but the Denver Broncos did re- reach out to you and you ended up going to camp with them. Did any other teams reach out to you during that time as well? Cause I know it's your decision when you're undrafted. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars reached out to me, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of any more. There was like seven teams. Okay. Six or seven teams are reaching out to me yeah. and I kind of had to act quick. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went with the most money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Denver Denver yeah. offered me uh, $16,000. So nice. I ended up going uh, as a signing bonus. I ended up going Denver. Yeah. And Peyton Manning was another uh, kind of uh, reason that I went to Denver. And as yeah. well as um, Chris Harris, nice. he was already there. And he had made the team the previous year by being undrafted. So he was like, you can come make it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Denver. Nice. And that's what I did. Yeah. So um, talk about then making it in, in Denver. You you go there. What's your first training camp like when you finally hit the league? How, how did that feel? Uh, for my first training camp, man, it was like, you know, I didn't have the deer, um, the headlights look, but it was it was crazy, man, because I, I, you know, went to OTAs and I stepped on the field with, you know, I don't know how many Hall of Fame players were there, but I played with. Elvis Dumerville, Von Miller, yeah. Marcus Ware, yeah. Hayden Manning, Demarius yeah. Thomas, Eric Decker, Wes Walker, uh. Julius Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, even the offensive line, like Louis Vasquez, Ryan Clady, mm. like mm. Uh, yeah. No Sean Marino. Like I can uh. make like the list goes no on and yeah. on and on. I played with 
Champ, Champ Bailey, Chris Harris, Akeem Talib, TJ Ward, like, yeah. the name just goes on and on. And then we talk about inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know um, Keith Brookings, you know, yeah. my rookie year, he was somebody who uh, really was kind of like, he gave me that, um, you know, like words of affirmation, like, man, like, mm-hmm. you're playing well, like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, yeah. I remember after the fourth pre fourth preseason game, he's like, Man, if you don't make this team, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Seriously? He was like, Yeah, you're gonna be fine. So Keith Brooklyn was a guy who um, really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley Woodyard was another guy, DJ Williams, Joe Page. Yeah. Um, those are all older guys who, you know, kinda like, you know, show me the ropes, you know, a little bit. But then there were, you know, we had a lot of young guys like Nate Over and Danny Trinatic. Mm-hmm. You know, I can me and Danny came in together, you oh, know, and yeah. I made the team you know, by being undrafted, you know, over three other undrafted linebackers. So yeah. Yes. That was pretty That's cool, huge. pretty exciting. <laughs> and that was um, it. And you were a special teams monster, man, because, I mean, obviously you had you racked up over 200 tackles in your last two years in college, and you were a tackle machine, and you got that there in special teams. I'm, I assume that's, you know, that's, that's what they usually say for – undrafted players or rookies, no matter who you are coming up the draft. You play special teams, you play special teams well, you're making the team. Oh, yeah. And I did that. I mean, my mm-hmm. second year, I was all pro in special teams. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, and, and that was what I thought was the way of working my way up the roster and becoming uh-huh. a starter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what I did, you know, in Denver. And by the time my fourth year hit, I was primed and ready to start. Yes. And I was ready to roll, but, you mm-hmm. know. Things just didn't go my way. But you know, but your third year, you did start some games. You started seven games in your third year. Can you talk about oh, yeah. what my it was third like? Year, hmm? Oh, yeah. My third year, I started seven games. Um, a lot of people don't know I had a, a really bad high ankle sprain. Oh, wow. When I, was, well, I want to say like the first three games, uh-huh. I had a, a really, really bad high ankle sprain. Uh-huh. Um, but as the season got went on, it started to get better. Um, but those those were great, you know, experiences because I was out there with all those Hall of Fame guys, um, and I was out there making plays, you know, yeah, tackling yeah. dudes like Maurice Jones, Drew, yep. and I mean, you know, guys that like, uh, I mean, all throughout the league, you know, guys who are really trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, and but I always say my best game was um, in the playoffs versus versus the Colts in the divisional round. Mm. Um, we ended up losing that game, but oh. I was flying all over the place, and that's. And after that game, I was like, man, make sure like, I'm a starter. Like, this yep. is going to be my defense. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of coaching change the following year, and uh-huh. I went into camp, and it was my defense. Like, I was I was doing everything possible to be a starter. Yeah. Um, the two starters were hurt. Um, Danny Chavez and Brandon Marshall, they were hurt at the time. Uh-huh. But, um, and I was just taking that opportunity, and I was like, look, man, this is my team. I'm the start. Yeah. And, Y'all can figure it out later, but it's yep. going to be me and somebody else. Mm. And that's just not how it worked. They ended up, they ended up releasing me after I had a great training camp yeah. for no reason. I don't, uh, I still don't understand it to this day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they went a different reason. Um, or they went a different way. But the next day, you got picked up by another team that was the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what was it like? Mm-hmm. What did they reach out to you? And how did that conversation go? And then, then you ultimately ending up there. Well, when I got killed by Denver, I um I didn't necessarily know how the whole process worked, mm-hmm. so I was really really down on myself. Um, no, yeah. nah, I mean not as a, I, I mean I, I cried because I I really wanted to stay in Denver. I didn't really recover from that mm. for like a year. Yeah, it's your team, man. Um, maybe until I went to Pittsburgh, to be honest. Oh. Um, that's when I started to recover from Denver. But mm. when I went to Tennessee, um, that was a rough time because that was Marcus Mariota's rookie year. Yeah. Um, our head coach was Ken Wisenhunt. He ended up getting fired like four or five years uh, in. And we had Mike Malarkey as a head coach. Yeah. So there was just a lot of uncertainty there. And, and both, um, both I of those guys are, those, both of those guys were former, uh, Steelers, uh, assistant coaches too. So that's oh, yeah. pretty, yep. pretty interesting. Oh, and our defensive coordinator was Dick, Dick LeBeau. LeBeau. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hear he's yep. great to work with. Oh yeah. So that's when, you know, I started to, you know, kind of get introduced to the whole Steeler way in a, in a, in a different way. Yeah. Um, but, um, but no, we just, we weren't that good, um, as a team, you know, I felt like coming into the, on that team, I could have been the starter. Yeah. Um, again, they already had their guys. 
So they were like, I want you to run down special teams and do what you do. I said, okay, cool. I did it. And I was yeah. a special teams player of the year. Yes. And but we only ended up winning like two games. Mm. And after that, I had my exit meeting with um, our GM. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I'm so glad I brought you here. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a heck of a player. I can't wait to retire. Right. Okay. Like that's how that was a good meeting, you yeah, know. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> ten minutes, yeah. Ten minutes after that meeting, he was fired. So, oh, like, yeah. gosh. <laughs> so, so he was fired. Not you didn't get cut. He was fired ten minutes after that yeah. meeting. That's insane. Oh my gosh. So he was fired. Yeah. They brought in a whole bunch of new people. Yep. And then I said, "All right, well, I don't know where I'm going." So I went home and I started training, doing what I was doing, and then next thing you know, the Steelers called. So yeah. I said, All right. Going to Pittsburgh. Nice. And that's how I ended up in Pittsburgh. So, yep. so who ended up uh, reaching out to you first from the Steeler organization? Do you remember? Uh, I have no clue. Okay. I think my <laughs> agent just called me and said Pittsburgh. Okay. I said, cool. We got on the next wave. I think it was Omar. Omar's. Uh, oh, Omar Khan. Yeah. Who, yeah. He's the uh, he works in the yeah, finances yeah. for the Steelers. Yeah. 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 I think it was Omar. Nice. So, yeah. Great. So then you ended up in Pittsburgh. Then what was it like, and, and how different was it then to be at Steelers training camp than, of course, from Tennessee or from uh, your Denver experiences? Steelers training camp was actually very physical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the most it was the most physical time I think I've ever had wow. in the NFL. Wow. Um, and I got I got to meet some some really cool dudes. Some dudes who were probably my friends for life. Like one of my closest friends uh, was Pastor Marco Thomas mm. um, off of the Steelers. Yeah. He, he was just playing in the XFL. With yes. He played for the D.C. Defenders. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm in the D.C. area. So right now, currently, I've, I've been supporting the D.C. Defenders. So <laughs> big up on Eli okay, Manning yeah, and so. uh, and Shamarco being on that team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Eli. Yeah. Eli was a cool dude, too. Or the Eli Rogers. Um, not Eli. I said that. Eli, Eli Rogers. Yeah, Eli Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sammy Coates mm-hmm. was my locker mate, so Sammy played for Houston. Cool. Uh, Arthur Moats. Yep. Arthur Moats is actually one of my cool friends too. Yeah. here, all the linebackers. Oh, nice. Um, you know that was cool. So by coming to the Steelers, I actually um, kind of started to. I was like, okay, like you know, this is Denver. You know, this is this is family atmosphere. I was like, I like it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really necessarily like like it in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but the Steelers, like, I like the organization. I like hiring John. And, mm-hmm. You know, Mike Tom, I thought he was a great coach. Yeah. Um, and my first year there, um, I was battling with LJ Fort. Yes. Um, I've, to be honest, I've battled with LJ Fort since I don't know how long, since my second year in Denver. Wow. Um, if he was there, you know, uh, they had us battling. I mm-hmm. made the team. Yeah. Uh, I came to Pittsburgh. We were, we were battling again. We both made the team. Yeah. Um, and then they actually had me, I wasn't active at yes. first. Yeah. Um, I wasn't active and then I finally got active. And when I got active, I want to say I played five games mm-hmm. and I had like nine tackles on special teams or no, something like that. Gee, oh, yep, something yeah. crazy. We, we noticed. Steeler um, fans noticed, man. You were, yeah. you were a monster running down the field on special yeah, teams. I was like, <laughs> I was like all over the place. And then I'm like, look, like I'm trying to play with defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, yeah. then um, I actually ended up, uh, I got rolled up on, I was blocking versus the Cowboys. I think it was like oh, that's right. Monday, Sunday night football or something like that. Yeah. And, um, I was blocking, I was blocking somebody and uh, I think uh, uh, one of our fullbacks were blocking uh, somebody and they kind of like threw him into my leg and then I got rolled up on and actually broke my fit. Oh gosh. Yeah. Cause you ended up going on injured reserve that year because of that, um, right? Yeah, I went on into the reserve, and then mm. the next year, mm. uh, Mike T came up to me and he re-signed me because he, you know, knew what I could do. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then I went back out there and, but recovering from my fibula, I don't know, like my body was like just tripping. Mm. Um, I was like having like a lot of soft tissue problems. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had a, I had a hamstring, I had a really bad hamstring, I had a quad. Like, it was weird. Like, I was going through a lot. Yeah. Um, and then uh. I ended up trying to come back uh, probably a little too early what I was supposed to. Yeah. And I played against the Vikings, but I couldn't, like, run for crap. Yeah. Um, you know, in the NFL, they kind of, you know, time you when you run down the field yeah. to make sure you're running fast enough. But, like, I just, I don't know, I just could not run. But at the same time, I was still around the ball because I knew how to get to the ball. I just yeah. couldn't get to it as fast as I could. Yeah. 
Um, so then um, they ended up re- letting me go. Um, I'm gonna say probably like two two weeks into the season, mm-hmm. um, with intentions of signing me back. Yeah. Um, I would practice. I would practice all week, and then they would kind of cut me before the game. Yeah. And then bring me back on next Monday. Um, and they did that to me a couple times. Um, and I was just getting super frustrated because I was trying, number one, I was trying to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understood, you know, what they had to do. This is what maybe I was going through a little bit of trouble as well. Yeah. Um, so they needed that roster spot. So, uh, they had to, you know, had to keep me in the limbo thing. But, yeah. Uh, I was just trying to do my best to get healthy. Mm-hmm. And then the Baltimore Ravens called because they had a lot of guys go down. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Steelers, you know, really want me to be here or not. They keep playing with me. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to Baltimore. Yeah. So I went to the Baltimore. The division rival. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I went to, yep. Yeah. And I went to Baltimore. Um, and they actually did, when I got to Baltimore, they were like, you know, we play this. We can play Steelers. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So they actually did my physical, did an MRI on my hamstring, and they said I had too much inflammation in it. So I actually sat for like two weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, I sat for two weeks and then I went back and did my MRI and they were like, all right, you're good. So they signed me, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was excited about that. And Baltimore really wanted me there. They actually got rid of somebody for me. Wow. Nice. Um, and I'm literally watching football, Thursday night football, Steelers versus Bengals. I was just watching mm-hmm. and I'm all team play and Shazier went down oh, and I was like, yes. oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, get up. And then mm-hmm. I always wanted in the back of my head for a second. I was like, damn, like, what if I would have stayed yeah. in Pittsburgh? Like, what, what, what would have happened? Like, they had Austin Motes playing inside. Yeah, we actually, we had Matikavich first, and he, he got hurt in the exact same game. Because um, yeah. Chazier went down. I think Matikavich played for maybe like a quarter, and then he got hurt. Oh, yeah, he had a shoulder. Yeah, yep. so he wasn't the same the rest of the year either. So, yeah, we had, we had ended up re-signing. Oh, gosh, who was that fast linebacker? Oh, oh man, from Florida. Well, I have to. I have to look that up. Yeah, he was a super. He was Spencer. Sure. Spencer uh, was was the guy. Sean is it Sean Spencer? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, Sean. Sean Spence. Oh, Sean, Sean Spence. Spence. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did sign Sean Spence. That's right. Yeah, because they had to. Oh my re- God, so yeah, Sean yeah. Spence came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So probably uh, they so honestly made- like you would have been there. Uh, I think sure you would have been in that mix, but obviously you got to do what was right for yourself too. And um, yeah, I know. And yeah. I was like, crap. I mean. I went to Baltimore, and, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore, I was running down on social teams, and they already had their guys as well. I thought I was going to play. Yeah. Just like every other place I thought I was going to play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, their coaches really loved C.J. Mosley, and they had a young guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, their name, they, um, uh, what's Peanut's name? I don't know if he's running. I'm not calling Peanut. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, because they let <laughs> Derek Mosley go and then uh, to, to have him come up through, yeah. too. So that was, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, big as well. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. But Moses yeah, is a so playmaker then, as well. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was still dealing with the hamstring mm-hmm. in uh, Baltimore. Um, I just didn't necessarily want to tell the trainers because I didn't want the trainers to tell the coaches, and I didn't want them to give them a reason to kind of release me. Yeah, yeah. So I was I didn't really want to say anything. So I was kind of trying to I was hiding it the yeah. best I could. Yeah. But it was affecting my play. I couldn't run as the best as I could. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the season. I kind of started to come on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going through a lot of personal stuff at the time, so that was yeah. with my family, so that was bugging oh. me. But yeah. um, at the end of the season, I finished strong. We played the Bengals, and we were trying to get into the playoffs. And I yes. was like, look, man, I'm going to go out here, and I'm going to just you know do the best I can. I went out there. I think I had like three or four tackles in that game. No, nice. so we ended up losing. Yeah, that, that, well, that was, was a, wasn't that the, the fluke play at the end of the game on the third or the fourth and long that they ended up completing? Um, the Bengals. So. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. yep, to their receiver. Yeah, yep. yeah. And they scored. Yep. I do remember that. Yep. Yeah, it was a crazy game. So I had a lot of time in that game. I played good, and I was like, all right, the season was over. So I'm like, crap, what's going to happen? So as I'm leaving the facility, mm-hmm. um, I kind of felt weird because so I was like, man, like, Coach Harbaugh doesn't even want to talk to me. Like, the special teams coach barely even said anything to huh. me. Like, yeah. there was no goodbyes. There were no farewells. There were no thank yous. There mm. no nothing. Like, I just walked out. Yeah. with my stuff and that was it mm. and I ain't seen the NFL since yeah but but <laughs> fortunately like, like you're a really interesting person though uh, Steve because you've got to join two leagues that just started up 
Um, and I'm super excited to talk to you because I want to know a player's perspective of what it's like to play in these leagues. And we'll start off, obviously, with the AAF, uh, with the Arizona yeah. Hotshots. Um, so mm -hmm. when did you learn or, or how did that process work that uh, you figured out that you wanted to play in the AAF? And then how did they how did they figure out where to put all the players? Well, at first, um, I didn't necessarily want to play in the AAF. I was like, I'm not playing this league. I'm, yeah. I'm an NFL player. Like, what is this? Yeah. Little, you know, just uh, B League or whatever. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to do it. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of thought about it. I was like, the NFL is not fond of athletes who they don't have previous film on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, well, wait a minute. I think I got to get some film. So let me go yeah. do this. So. One of my one of my closest friends is uh, Raheem Moore, the safety from UCLA. Yes, I played with him in Denver for a while. Uh -huh. You know, I was like, "Hey, man, like we gonna go play in the AF and we gonna play for the Memphis Express." <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. We didn't we didn't end up going to the Memphis Express, but we went to the Arizona Hot Shots. Both of you together, um, and yeah, both of us. Cool. And so, so, so was it your decision to go to the Hot Shots, or or, or how who picked you up? Or no, so did they have a draft? The way they did it, huh? the way they did it was like. You were allocated to a certain team by whatever NFL team you had previously played for oh. or whatever college you went to. Wow, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the Arizona gosh, I was out because I played for Baltimore, I was allocated to Arizona. Oh, that's that's odd. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. I went there and I was like, Okay, look, like I'm ready, like I'm gonna go, you know, kill this league, do what I gotta do to get yeah. back to the NFL. Yeah. And I did that, mm -hmm. you know. I well, my the only thing that was wrong is I ended up getting. I was starting on defense and running down and playing special teams. Wow! So wow! That was start, it. Got to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I ended up hurting my hamstring, and I missed mm. like two games. Okay. Um, but, but when I came back from that, mm -hmm. I was you know 100 percent, and I balled out. You know, I I, yeah. I, think I played in like. I don't know how many games I played. Uh, seven or eight. Uh, no, I played five games, five or six games. I think I had like three interceptions, mm. home of tackles. You know, you know, I was playing well. So I was like, okay, cool. It's time to get back to the NFL. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, and then I was talking to my agent. Nothing ever happened. Yeah. Nothing. Not a call. Not a, not a workout. Nothing. But the, but like, the crazy man. thing was like the AF, AAF just ended up just disbanding mid season and they were just like well we're just yeah you, know, you didn't finish I think you went like eight of the ten weeks you were supposed to go and then so uh -huh. so what was it like as a player like did they did they just say go home or how do how do they treat the players when they had to disband the league? Well, I remember um, our last game we played the San Antonio Commander no San Antonio. I forget what their name was. I think it was Commanders. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we played them. The owner of the league walked in, and we were like, hey, man, are we going to have a job like this week? Or do we, do we go to work? And he was like, you better go to work. <laughs> we were like, okay. So um, we're flying back home. Mm -hmm. And I remember that we had a we had a little off day or whatever. So I was at First Watch, a little breakfast place eating. Yeah. And I see something on Instagram pop up, and I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And then I called my uh, friend Raheem, and I was like, Yo, what's going on? You know. Yeah. And he was like, "Man, I don't know." And then next thing you know, we get a call. Hey, team meeting at three thirty. I was like, what is this, "What's going on? Is this thing really about to end?" Yeah. And then um, we get to the team meeting, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Hey, man, like you know, it's over. We ran out of money." Blah. And there's people crying in the team meeting. Oh, and we had I don't know how we had so many good players on that team. Yeah. I mean, we had a good. I mean, from me, Raheem Morris, Sterling Moore, Rob Dustin Jr., wow. uh, Will Sutton, uh, we had wow. just ballers all yeah, over. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and what was um, your? We ended up. Do you remember your record that year? What you were at when you guys finished up? Our record was. Let me think. I played five. We won all five. I was. I think we were like five and three. Nice. So yeah, you were yeah, right there we in the playoffs, three. obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I truly believe if we would have um if we would have kept that game that season going, we would have been the champions. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you got a lot of talent um, on that team. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So yeah, they just said it was over and I was like, What? So we just had to pack up and leave. Mm. I had a little apartment down there in Arizona, so yeah. I just got my stuff and just came back to Dallas and I was like, Well, I don't know what's gonna happen now. Mm. Um 
You so, know, so I was just training and working on my brand. And, yeah. you know, the XFL, a lot of people were hearing buzzes about the XFL, yeah. even when the AAF was going on. And mm-hmm. we didn't think it was going to be that great because the AAF was pretty good and they paid well. Yeah. Um, but we were like, okay, but once the AAF ended, it was like, dang, what do we do now, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and then when the XFL came, mm-hmm. um, I was like, all right, well, let's just try this again. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I kind of had made peace with the whole... You know, I used to, like, really beat myself up, you mm. know, about, like, not being in the NFL these past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but now, I was just like, man, I have to make peace with this because it was really, like, affecting me, affecting my family. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know, what to do without, you know, football. Mm. Um, but this time has really allowed me to kind of, like, find myself who I am without football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my brain and stuff like that. And, you know, as a coach and, you know, taking care of my, my daughters and my family and stuff like that. So. Um, going into the XFL, you know, I had more of a clear mind. I was like, you know what, like, there's going to be a day where I'm going to say, I can't play football anymore. My body just won't allow me to do it. So while I can still do it, I'm going to still do it. And I'm going to do it at a high level. And I will be the best player wherever I'm at. And that's why I don't care where it's at. That's one thing that comes through your play, man. You love the game and you can tell that you love it. it, Just going through your bio, you, you keep working hard and hard to play the game that you love. And that is... It's awesome to see, and now they're getting to see it in Seattle, man, and it's a blessing oh, yeah. for them to see. Because, hey, one cool thing is you were finally drafted in the XFL, and um, oh, yeah. talk yeah. about the draft process, I guess, with the XFL. What was that like? Well, the draft process was weird. Uh, I was literally just watching uh, watching it on the computer and watching it on Twitter, Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I was going to get drafted. Like we had, They had their front seven. Yeah, uh, a little draft or whatever. Yeah, they they draft by position. I was like, yeah, by position groupings, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought I was going to be like one of the first guys picked. And yeah. For some reason, I was one of the last guys. Well, not <laughs> one of the last guys picked, but I was the second inside linebacker picked on our team. And yeah. I was like, how am I <laughs> one of the last? I was like, I don't understand this. I was like, what? But I was like, whatever. Like, I thought after that draft, I was like, if if I don't get picked up, I was like, I don't know. Like, it's over. Like, I don't, you know, like, maybe God just doesn't want me to play football anymore. But I ended up getting picked up. Yeah. I'm probably in, like, the seventh, I think it was the seventh round of the front seven draft. The draft was only nine rounds. So I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I got I got picked up. Um, that was cool. And I went to Seattle. And mm-hmm. um, our coach is really good. Our defensive coordinator was um, Clayton Lopez. And he's been in that league for a long time. Yeah. Um, coaching DBs and stuff like that. So I learned a lot from him. Nice. Um, and, you know, our defense, um, we wanted to be known as guys who just flew around and just hit people. And you flew, and man. Just, yeah, you were, yeah, you were killing it. Because <laughs> I saw, you know, I watched the first game of the season, too. I was a, um, since uh, D.C. is my local team, I jumped on the D.C. Defenders. Eli played on, Chicago oh, yeah. played on, so I got some Steeler uh, links there, too, that I really enjoyed. Um, he actually had Eli yeah. on a podcast earlier this year, too. So, um, but okay. but then you guys were playing, the Seattle Dragons were playing the um, um, the uh, DC oh, yeah, defenders the yeah. in the first game. And obviously you're flying around every place. Cause you know, if, oh, yeah. if they knew what you knew, obviously you would have been the first person taken because you ended up leading the XFL in tackles. Um, you were named to the right. all XFL team first team. Um, they only select two linebackers for the whole league. So that's huge, huge accomplishments. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, that game was actually, <laughs> that first DC game was funny to me because, uh-huh. like I told you, my friend Raheem Moore, yeah. um, he he actually, so his, his story is super interesting. He actually got cut mm-hmm. um, from that team and ended up bringing him back, and he was like their defensive player of the year. Wow. Um, but, but he <laughs> yeah. was there, um, and we were, we were playing against them. Uh-huh. Um, so I knew Raheem and I knew Eli and I knew Marco. I knew yeah. Jarrell Presley, the running back. Uh-huh. I knew uh, Rashad Ross. Like we all played on the Hot Shot team. Oh, cool! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's great. we're all so we're all going at it, like chirping back and forth at each other. Yeah. And then they're on the offense, like, man, we can't run the fifty-nine side. Like, stop running the speedy side. You want to shut the whole thing down? So, it's yeah. so we're on the. I'm on the field, like, talking trash, but it was all fun. Man. Yeah, you're like, keep, keep feeding me, man. Keep feeding me. <laughs> yeah. 
because they uh they come to my camp, you know, every summer. And I mean, we're all close. We talk even after the game. After they won, they all went out to the club. They Facetime, they laughed, and they said, like, I was like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I got to rub it um, in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're good but no, friends. That game was. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But that game was pretty fun because number one, I got to see the XFL. I was like, man, this is good. I was like, I kind of yeah. like this. This league is legit. It was way better than a. Yeah, and that's um, a nice stadium to play in. Money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're oh, making yeah. you're making less money than in the XFL than the AAF? Oh my goodness, yeah, way less. Like, okay. We didn't, we didn't make that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, I can't put a number on how much I made, yeah. but I think every two weeks I might have made like. Twenty five hundred dollars. I yeah. don't know, like yeah. maybe three thousand bucks. Yeah, wow. But like it was nothing. You know what I mean? So yeah. when they said that for the love of football, they was really for the love of football. <laughs> well, it was a great product. I mean, me as a fan, I oh, yeah. you know the AAF, I really didn't get into as much, but I, I really liked it because it's very so very close to the rules of the NFL. And I really, oh, yeah, super close. yeah, and I really liked the rules that the XFL made because I did think that it opened up the game a little bit more. The twenty-five second clock obviously keeps the plays clicking. Oh man. yeah, you making it quicker. You yeah, you yep. don't you don't have time to get up and, and make a sandwich in between plays anymore. Grab something from the the fridge. Oh, yeah. It's going so fast. But uh, so what's what's was yeah. it like with the with the new rules? Now you're playing under completely different rules. Was there things that you liked about the new rules? Things that you hated about it? Um. Uh... Not really, to be honest. You, the only rule that I was truly affected by was the kickoff and the kickoff center. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, every, everything else was like normal to me. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't know if yeah, it was tougher play playing clock, through an entire game with the fast pace of that the faster play clock. Oh no, the play clock doesn't really bother me, or you don't really yeah. notice it because you just all right, I go in the area, like let's go, you know, and then they go ahead in the NFL all the time, yeah. so. That's true. It's not like you got to use the play clock all the time. So, but no, I mean the rules are perfect. You know, they even mm-hmm. the keep kickoff kickoff on return. I actually yes. thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen when we first did it. But once I seen that on TV, I was like, "Hey, this is actually kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. So, nobody's getting banged up then on um, kickoff team, and then it's it's it looks like something that the NFL could really adopt if they're worried about everybody slamming oh, yeah. down, running forty yards before you're making contact with somebody. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and um. Nah, this I told man, it was it was great. It was awesome. Great product. Um, loved being on my team. I wish we could have won, you know, more games. I know we had a, a little bit of a struggle because we lost our offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, you know, he had some family issues that oh. he had to attend to, so he ended up leaving. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Wow. That actually kinda yeah, that put us in a big hole. So yeah. um Coach Zorn was actually kind of our offensive coordinator and our head coach. He was he wore a lot of hats over there. So and it yeah. just kinda of put us in a big hole, especially with the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So on defense, you know, we were trying to do the best we could, you know, to give the offense the ball. Yeah. You know, at certain times. And I know we played well there were games when we had like three or four turnovers, Zach's TFLs and I mean we played Saint Louis and they were the number one rushing team in the league mm-hmm. with Matt Jones and we we held him to fifteen carries for like twenty yards. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. I mean <laughs> You know, no nobody could truly run the ball on us. They had to like, you know, kind of trick us or you know push the ball downfield. And I think our DBs were, we had some young DBs. They're really good, but um, you know, I think we just they just need just a little bit more experience. And I know on our defense, our experienced guys were um, probably me, Will Sutton, and Stanley Papunta, Jacquees, uh, mm-hmm. uh Smith. And you know, we were kind of the you know leaders on the team, trying to like push guys to you know, do the right thing and stuff like that. But we did we did a lot of good things on defense, man. We caused turnovers and we flew around and made plays. Um, I just wish we could have won some more games. We were in a lot of them, you know. Yeah. We were definitely in a lot of them. But, yeah. Um, we just didn't finish. And then, unfortunately, then now we have the problem that the entire world is facing right now. We had the, uh, the coronavirus happen and had to cancel yeah. some games. Um, so they're going to cancel the season. But at least this is a, a good – not a good reason, but at least this reason is the, the XFL still wants to move forward and still wants to continue this league. So that that's a that's a, yeah. a benefit because I think it's a great product, um, and also something that I think can, that can really help out you guys playing your and, and, and playing your balls like playing like balling out and playing hard and getting noticed by the NFL again. So um, you know, hopefully you oh, get, yeah. you get some you get some uh, notoriety because you had a heck of a year, man. You really did. Oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely know the XFL is going to come back. 
Yeah. Um, I pray that I'm going to be playing in the X or the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> be pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we will see. You know, I kind of went out there and I put my best foot forward. Yeah. You know, I was actually super hard on myself because I feel like I should have, you know, kind of had a couple more interceptions or stuff like that. But yeah, I knew I led the league in uh, TFL and tackles. Yeah. Um, and oh, I was wow. flying that's, around. So. That's awesome. I did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's super cool, and, and I didn't know you led the league in TFL. Is awesome. That's that's tackles for loss. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I did. So now the only thing I think I'm fighting is you know whether you know teams want to bring me in or not with mm-hmm. my age. You know, yeah. I mean, I I can't do I can't do anything about that. <laughs> um, but when you yeah. when you turn on the film, I do. I am. I look like to me. I'm like man. Look. You can't tell me an NFL linebacker, hmm. and this is just how I think. Yeah, there's not one NFL linebacker that is better than me. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just, I mean, that's, that's just your how mentality. I am. How and I know I haven't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I know I haven't been in the NFL two years. I know I don't even have that many starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I, to me, honestly, I'm just like. Like I've, I've built myself to be a cover linebacker, but yeah. I still got that downhill style of run mentality. Mm. So mm. I mean, if you watch my film in the um, in the XFL or even in the AAF, yeah. in the AAF I had three interceptions. In the XFL, nice. I didn't have any balls caught on me. If I was sticking to my one on one, no balls. I forced uh, I forced the interception. Nice. Um, and then nobody else was really trying me like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um. I don't know. Like I was, I've stuck receivers man to man in the XFL. Yeah. Um, Nelson Spruce from, I mean, no, not Nelson Spruce. Uh, I forget the wide receiver from, from Tampa. Um, the even the running backs from Tampa. Yeah. Um, the receivers from, uh, from DC. Like even Eli. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I yeah. Eli he's in the middle. Yeah. Like, oh my god. He's playing the slot. He is you quick. I mean? He is quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, so and after and Eli kind of got me with uh, I was like, all right, good right, Eli, you ain't gonna get this. Yep, <laughs> you know what I mean. But um, oh. but no, and I I've kind of you know built myself to be a cover linebacker, but mm-hmm. um, you know that's why I'm just hoping and praying. You know, I gotta just trust in the guy that you know he'll give me one more shot back in the NFL. Yeah, I pray he does. Well, yeah. Steeler Nation's pulling for you, man. You, you've got some fans here. Definitely have a fan right here on the other side of the microphone, man. I'm, I'm super happy to be able to oh, talk about this it. stuff. Yeah, you oh, can. yeah. Hey, how come back to the Steelers? That would be cool. Yeah, that right? Cool. <laughs> we, could, we could use some depth <laughs> yeah. help at inside linebacker. I know we lost Mark Barron, and that's one of those spots that they haven't uh, solidified yet. So getting oh, your yeah. agents here. Uh, <laughs> they lost Dirty Red. Dirty Red left, too. I yeah, yeah. Dirt, yep. yep, he left, too. Yep, so they're, yep, they're down, so. too. Uh, on the inside, so they definitely need some good depth and yeah, yeah. work your way through. You know, I know they come back there and start. <laughs> man, I, I know I can start anywhere. It's just, yeah, I'm just gonna have to go the hard way, which is fine. Yep. I've done it before. Yeah, I mean, so, so. Uh, that's awesome though. Uh, we got a couple questions from Steeler Nation. If you want to take some. Um, what we do is we, okay. we just uh, we have a, a forum at SteelerNation.com and a big football forum. All of our big passionate fans love to ask a couple questions for the people that we're interviewing each week. So um, Slash Steel okay. and, and uh, Drink Iron City were the ones that responded this week. And um, one of the big questions they wanted to know was, who was your number one mentor in your life? Number one mentor in my life? Um it's, a, it's probably it's it's shifted a little bit. You know, when mm-hmm. I was younger, it was my dad. Yeah. Um, my dad was always my biggest mentor. Um, and then transitioning into uh, from prep school to college, mm-hmm. it was um, my pastor who kind of introduced me to Wyoming Seminary. Yeah. Um, because his sons, both of his sons, played in the NFL for some time. Mm-hmm. So he introduced me to the prep school route, and then introduced me to Kansas. So he was kind of my mentor. Nice. Um, and then when we get into, you know, the NFL, um, my financial advisor is a super really big mentor to me. Nice. My trainer, Real Truth. Yeah. Um, yep. He's a mentor. He keeps me on the right track. Um, as well as um, my chaplain from the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, um, nice. He was a really big, you know, mentor to me as well. Yeah. Um, and helped me, you know, do a lot of action with the Israel with him. So that was, oh. that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I want to say those. 
on the floor guys probably stand out to me. There are other people who would help me as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, between my dad, my pastor, my chaplain, and my financial advisor, and my trainer, that's fine. Nice. <laughs> my trainer, they um, they keep me on the right right track. And, and you're obviously, you're a workout warrior. So what is the hardest part of motivation to work out and stay in shape and any advice to the everyday person to do the same? <sighs> well, you know, um, as a professional athlete, like I have to do this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like your job. Um, right? But there's, yeah. <laughs> but um, the the motivation that I mean, I actually I can say this. I talk to kids um, every summer. Um, and they all want to go to the NFL, right? right? And I yeah. and I'm the the guy that tells them that they can do it. They mm-hmm. can go to the NFL. Every single last one of them can, right? If they have the ability, the guy got the ability, and they have the work ethic, but yeah. What takes people away from the NFL or their dreams is the distraction and is the sacrifices, yeah. right? Yeah. So I always say, hey, man, don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything, mm-hmm. right? That's that's good, and that's number one. But yeah. also, it's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to sacrifice? A lot of people aren't willing to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, all these guys in the NFL, they sacrifice, mm-hmm. whether it's, not going out, whether it's drugs, whether it's females, whether it's whatever, yeah. they're all willing to sacrifice for their dream, yeah. and that's why they're so great. Yeah. You know, and I want to say this, I want to say to the general public, I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to, number one, because of the times we're living in right now with the virus and stuff like that, like, yeah. everybody needs to be living a healthy life, you know, a healthy lifestyle. Um, for your family, for your loved ones, you know, for the ones who care about you, mm-hmm. um, and just to, so you can live a long life, you know what I mean? Um, so I just recommend that you get out there. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be what James Harrison does or what I do, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but just get out of the house. Get out of the house every day, man. Yeah. I mean, if you got to walk, walk. If you mm. jog, jog. Every Sunday I go jog a mile, and it's slow. It's super slow. Yeah. But it's just so I can get out and get on my feet and just work on a little bit of cardio, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you know, just you know, live healthy lifestyles and just be the best you can be, be the best person you can be, mm. um, and leave a legacy for your family. You know, so your name can live forever. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, I guess that's, that's a beautiful that's a beautiful way to say it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Final question for you from Steeler Nation: uh, Do you have a specific play or a favorite game while playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, yeah, my, I'm going to say my standout play playing against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple of running down on kickoff. Uh-huh. I hit, uh, it was the Chiefs. Yeah, versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the running back name? What was his name? Is that Larry I'm Johnson Arkansas. at the time? Oh, no, Arkansas was, oof. Um, Mort Niles, uh, Niles, Niles was his last name. He played for the Steelers for a second. Okay. Niles, oh, I forget his last name, but um, I had a big tackle on him and tackling. Uh, we run down on punt, mm-hmm. and uh, I was going against Julian Edelman. Huge play! I like forced a fumble. Yeah, um, I stripped the ball from Julian Edelman, got an offense back the ball, and went down and scored. Nice. <laughs> I think we beat. I think we ended up beating uh, the Patriots that year. But I got, I got a lot. I, I mean, playing with the Steelers was fun, man. It was. It was I, I too short, um, but it was fun. Um, every organization has their politics, you know. Everybody does things mm-hmm. weird, you yeah. know. But yeah. um, the Steelers, um, they have a great organization, man. Um, mm-hmm. It's top of the line, especially with Mike Tomlin at the helm, yeah. And all those guys, they do a, they do a great job. Um, if I could go back there, man, that'd be a blessing. Oh. Um, to be honest, I would I would love it. Now Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. great city. Yeah. Don't really like the rain that much in the clouds. <laughs> Wish it was sunnier more. Yeah, yeah, I but, hear you. Um, <laughs> it's no Texas. No, nah, man, it was oh yeah. It was it was great there, man. If I could go back now, I know I could man, I could start for Pittsburgh and yeah. And mm-hmm. play Tom thirty and play them thirty six, thirty seven. Well I, I mean she they let James Harrison do it. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, that, and that's and something so, cool. you, got, you got some big linebackers that'll play out, you know, junior Seau did it well into his like forties. Same thing with uh, Ray Lewis. I mean, you, it's, it's a position you yeah. can last uh, play for a long time, especially when you know what you're doing. Yeah. Cause you know where the play is so, going. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
key. You just gotta you take care of your body, man. I take care of my body, like you know, my body, my temple. You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, never have in my life. Oh, that's, that's awesome. why I'm still playing at a high level right now. Wow, that's know? great. It was funny because I in the XFL, you know. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, my teammates are like, man, you go back to the league. And I was like, man, I hope so, man. I just hope they trip it over my age. <laughs> and they was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was like, man, I'm like 30 years old. They were like, I thought you were all the 24, 25. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's good. You know what I mean? You so, play young. <laughs> he's like, boy, you. <laughs> yeah, you're playing young. Yep. yep. So that's good. So we will see in these next couple of weeks. I know I'm sure that Walker got picked up today, but yeah. I don't know how this whole virus thing is gonna yeah true you know prolong things and push things back so we'll see you man just gotta leave it in god's hands well steeler nation's praying for you and then um, i hope the best for you and either way like I'm, I'd, I'd just be happy to see if you still continue to play in the nfl and the xfl i'll keep eyeballs on you man i'd love to watch you play oh yeah appreciate it man thank you you're welcome and guys steeler nation you gotta follow him on instant uh, instagram on twitter go to at what we got at smj2852 that's smj2852 both on instagram and twitter jump on there follow steve johnson obviously he's got a lot of a lot of football in him and a lot of life lessons that we can all learn from and uh and once again it was a blessing to be able to sit with you and one bonus about the the coronavirus is i still am able to do a podcast and sit and talk with great people so thank you for being one of them steve Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you for having me. Cool. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Hey, Steeler fans, make sure to come down to SteelerNation.com for the best football forum and Steelers news on the Internet. Thanks for joining us for the SteelersNation.com podcast sponsored by Stoney's Brewing. I'm your host, G Stryker, with Steven Johnson rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!